Hi, I'm Carmen LaBerge. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBerge. Getting ready to represent Christ to your world today. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. Good morning. Welcome to the second hour of Mornings with Carmen on this Friday, March the 26th. Um, I love that more and more listeners are finding their way to communicating with us via the text line during the show. Um, And so keep communicating there. It's a good place to ask your questions, uh, post comments, um, engage subject matter, reach back and get help finding something. Um, Glenda uh, just texted a few minutes ago, and she says, "Hey, I'm just wondering is the is that kindness podcast from March seventh, which was actually a live stream event on both Facebook and YouTube, is that kindness podcast from March the seventh with Nicole Phillips still available? I heard her this week on Family Life, and I would like to see her uh, the interview with her that Carmen did. Well, Glenda, she was actually here with us. Paul wasn't wasn't Nicole on this week? And that was here Monday on our show. Yeah, yeah Monday second um, hour and." And then, um, and then, in answer to Glenda's um, question, I actually sent her the link from uh, the Facebook page where um, that live stream is still posted. We have another live stream this coming Sunday night. It's a good opportunity to talk about that um, with my colleague Susie Larson. Wonderful opportunity to get before the Lord and um, raise concerns related to restoration. And so, 7 p.m. this coming Sunday night. Um, hey, the greatest way, I think, to just go ahead and get all the information you need about that, you can text the word event, text the word event to 877-933-2484. And what you will get back is um, the information linking you to all of the um, all of the stuff you'll need to um, to participate in that live stream event uh, this coming Sunday night. So just text the word event, E-V-E-N-T, to 877-933-2484, and we'll text you back all of the information about the upcoming live stream event this Sunday night with Susie Larson. All right, let's see. What do we got coming up uh, now? What am I supposed to be talking about? Oh, it's, um, it, you know, where in the word are you? Always a good question for us to be asking, right? Where in the word are you today? Um, On March the 20th, we started reading through the Gospel of Mark together, which means we arrive today at the seventh chapter. Um, If you've ever wondered to yourself, like, uh, why did the people in authority, why did the Jewish authorities want Jesus dead? Um, Today's reading might help you understand that a little bit more. So um, when Jesus, uh, when the Pharisees um, uh, came came into contact with Jesus. As time went on, things got more and more heated. Um, Some of them seemed to understand uh, that he came from God. Others clearly did not understand that he came from God. Um, He was clearly a threat to what they were teaching. He was clearly treating people differently than they were. So um, chapter 7 leads off with, with some helpful um, with a helpful view into what was going on. So when the Pharisees gathered to him uh, with some of the scribes, 
who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of Jesus' disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. So they hadn't washed their hands in a ceremonial way, um, as was prescribed by um, Pharisaical laws and rules of the day. Um, I mean, Mark even tells us here, for the Pharisees uh, and, and the Jews did not eat unless they washed their hands properly. The properly there is what's important holding to the tradition of the elders, and when they came from the marketplace, they did not eat unless they washed. And again, that would be properly. Uh, Mark goes on to say, there are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining and dining couches. All right, so think, think here in, in terms of contemporary context about different COVID regulations in different places and spaces and all of the rules um, that might be imposed in particular environments and um, places and spaces and cases where you might not do all of those things that are being required by the particular rules of that um, place or space or group. So uh, in verse five, the Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, well, uh, well, not like well in comment, but like he's he is saying that Isaiah spoke well here. Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. He went on to say to them, you got a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your own traditions. And then he goes on. So the condemnation here is really, really thick. Um, Jesus then talks about uh, what defiles a person, um, and then he uh, has this encounter with the Syrophoenician woman. It, it, is, uh, the, it, it is an extraordinary chapter. I commend it to you. All right. Paul Ace has been waiting very patiently in the wings. Um, we are going to talk about entertainment news and reviews and some Jesus films for Easter. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. joins me from Focus on the Family's Plugged In. You can find the reviews we are about to discuss, or at least many of them, at PluggedIn.com. Paul, welcome back. Thank you so much for uh, for having me. Absolutely. All right. Let's um let's start with maybe the latest from Mark Burnett and Roma Downey, um, and talk with us about resurrection on Discovery Plus. You bet. It actually links really well to what you were just talking about, sort of that 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 intrigue where you're talking about why did people want Jesus killed? Resurrection is it's sort of an interesting study on that. Uh, the the movie is actually on Discovery Plus, which I know that not everybody has, but it's it's a great look at. <sighs> The death and resurrection of Jesus and the ministry that he did after he was resurrected. That's something that we don't often see in movies like this, honestly. They sort of lead up and 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 then they sort of they sort of allow him to be resurrected. This one goes all the way through the Pentecost. And you see Jesus through the eyes of a number of very human people. Uh Peter, we see his transformation from the guy who denied Jesus three times to what became 
the rock of the church. But we also see um, Caiaphas and Pontius Pilate talking about what they're going to do with this mysterious body going missing, essentially. We we find a lot of political intrigue here, and, and we find that, that the, whole, the whole story is sort of salted with this sort of fear and worry and anxiety over the, after, the, after Jesus died, and the doubts that, that even his closest disciples sometimes had as to whether he was going to come back. And it sort of grounds it in a reality that I think we're all pretty familiar with today, sort of that doubt. That, that Doubt and that fear that we sometimes all feel. So, um, yeah, and I think that Resurrection is one film um, that that we can commend. You and I are going to talk in a minute about um, about other films for Easter that uh, that maybe are our favorites and that we can commend as well. You've got a list at pluggedin.com. Let's uh, let's do a couple of other quick reviews though. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You bet. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is actually a TV show on Disney+. Plus. This is sort of Disney's or, or Marvel's follow-up to WandaVision, which mm. was one of the strangest, uh, cleverest shows that I've seen on TV for a long time. If you're turning tuning into Falcon and the Winter Soldier to see something that creative, uh, that groundbreaking— you're not going to see it here. This feels very much like your typical Marvel movie, if you will. Um, so it feels like like we've sort of gone through this ground before, but that doesn't make it a bad a bad TV show. Now there are some problems with it from a family perspective. This does feel like a PG thirteen uh, superhero movie in a lot of ways. The language is is harsher than we hear in WandaVision. Um, there's more violence. We see people get hurt and we see people die. Uh, it's more topical as well. There are a lot of modern day issues that sort of filter into this story. So it's something to be aware of it before you tune in. Um, but it's still a very well crafted show. So for for fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, it's a pretty strong follow-up. All right, and then let's uh and then tell us about A Week Away. This one's on Netflix. This is a show that combines three words that I never thought I would combine in the same sentence. A Week Away is a Christian musical on Netflix. <laughs> I never thought I would use those three <laughs> words together. And, and the, the thing that sort of surprises me about this is that Netflix actually produced this. This is the first offering, as far as I know, that Netflix has, has made specifically for a faith-based audience. It's about this boy named Will who's sort of been bouncing around the foster care system. He's gotten in trouble with the law. He goes to this uh, this week-long summer camp called Camp Oweegaway, Um and it's sort of his last chance oh, before Away. A week, a week away. away. Exactly. A week away. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I know. It's it's kind of clever. So he goes to this camp. He's not really a churchy guy. Um, he's kind of mad at God because of the things that he's been through, but he meets the, the camp director's daughter and they hit it off naturally. And they sing and they dance and they talk about God and they learn some really, really valuable lessons. Um, we the the reviewer who who did it for us, uh, Emily Clark, she's a big musical fan, and and frankly, she kind of loved this. It was a real shock for her how how enjoyable it was. It has a lot of the music that I think a lot of Christians probably grew up with back in the day. Music from Stephen Curtis Chapman, Michael W. Smith, Audio Adrenaline. Um, these all become sort of these cornerstone pieces for these song and dance numbers. So if you're a music 
musical fan who wants a little bit of a Christian message, uh, A Week Away is kind of a nice thing that you might want to check out on Netflix. All right, we got to take a very brief break, um, but Paul Ace and I will be back in just a minute. We're going to walk around in a piece at PluggedIn.com on uh, where you can stream the story of Christ in time for Easter. That's up next on Mornings with Carmen. Be strong in the Lord and never give up hope. You're gonna do great things. I already know. Continuing my conversation with Paul AC from Plugged In, uh, you can find the conver- the, well, the context, the content of the conversation we're about to have at PluggedIn.com. The piece is Jesus Films, Where to Stream the Story of Christ in Time for Easter. All right, Paul, take it away. Man, there are a lot of Jesus films out there that you can check out. And I only sort of cherry picked a very few of them. Actually, one of the best sources that I've found, if you're really wanting to take a deeper dive than what we'll even get into here, is Amazon Prime. If you have an Amazon Prime account and you do a search for Jesus, you'll find a whole bunch of stuff, including a lot of films that I wasn't even familiar with. Um, but but I wanted to start off by, by zeroing in on something called the Gospel Collection. Um, this was a... a, a a series of films produced by Hannah Leader. It, it sort of went from 2013 to 2018, where she created uh, essentially movies based on all four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And she does a word-for-word retelling of each one. Um, they're fairly well done. Um, now, of course, there's only so much freedom of narrative you have when you're doing a word-for-word rendition, but, but you have some really good actors, you have some really good scenes that take place here. It feels like you're brought into the word as you're watching these. Um, and you can find them all actually both on Netflix and Amazon Prime. If you do just do a search for the Gospel of Matthew, the Gospel of Mark, these movies will come up. And if you're interested in sort of that word for word, most accurate cinematic depiction of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, these might be good ones to check out. All right, we're going to bring um, Paul Perot on because he has a favorite Easter movie that did not make your list. Paul, Paul, the other Paul, Paul Perot, take it away. Yeah, I was a little disappointed you skipped out. This goes back 20 years, but The Miracle Maker, it's a claymation story of Jesus. Done so well, I thought, especially at that time. And it is available for free, both on Pluto TV and Tubi. But I don't know. You know... Have you ever seen it? The Miracle Maker. Honestly, I have never actually seen The Miracle Maker. It's it's available. Like I was saying, Amazon Prime is also a great source for these, and it is on there as well. It is. Now I feel like, all right, so so next time when I'm back on, Paul, I promise, around Easter time, I promise that I will watch The Miracle Maker by then. (laughs) And I will give you a full Well, just watch it this next week, okay? It's it, what? what I like is the fact that it tells the story and it does show the crucifixion, but it's done in a way because it's claymation that kids can watch it and it's not too overpowering. We watched it when my kids were little and yeah, it it's very well done. Also, yeah. it's also free right now on Amazon yes. Prime. Exactly. So, there you go. I have Pluto TV too, so I, I can oh, get it through right. that. Yeah, all which is a free app. Cool. You guys are cool, man. I don't. Okay, so um, mine, my favorite one um, made the list, 
um, which is risen. So um, I will then also advocate that if people are looking for something to do over the entire course of Holy Week, you could just rewatch season one of The Chosen as a Mm -hmm. really good um, conversation starter as well to just remind you of the nature and the person of Christ, um, because I think it's excellent and I am anticipating the release of season two. Do you have any insider information on when that might happen? Season two is on its way. I know that much. I don't exactly know when it's going to be dropping, but it's coming quickly. So they are in the process of putting it together now. And honestly, I don't think it's too far away. It might be a month or two before we start seeing season two. Um, And I got to riff on something that that you mentioned, the chosen, risen. Those are both really great examples of of the growth, I think, of some of these Christian narratives, the the creative way that storytellers are diving into the Bible and fleshing out some of what we read there. Now, obviously, there are going to be some people who who would love for it just to stick to the word, and I totally get that. But for me, when I watch Risen, when I watch The Chosen, some of what they the the creators do with the characters brings that story a greater depth um, for, for, for me. I, I find that that focusing on some of these other ancillary characters can be very moving, very poignant, and it sort of brings me into the story more. And, and those, to me, bring new life to this greatest story ever. All right. Um, so what you're looking for, if you're texting me, you're blowing up my text line now about The Chosen. Okay, so it's The Chosen. It's a TV series. It's a multi- um, what do you call it when there's going to be multi, where there are going to be lots of years or seasons, multi-season mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, series based on the true stories of the Gospels of Jesus Christ. It is excellent. The Chosen. If you just Google The Chosen, you can find out all the places that you can watch it, if, if that's what you're asking me. Um, uh, and I just uh, went to their Facebook page, and apparently episode one of season two drops on Easter Sunday. Okay, that might give you an indication of just how much my family loves, 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 loves this particular, um, this particular season uh, or this particular um, series. So I'm really, really excited about that. All right, uh, Paul, any uh, Paul AC, anything else you want to say today? You know, I would just riff on on what you just said about The Chosen. It's it is as close to what what you would call prestige TV as I've seen kind of in the Christian world. Uh, It's it's very well done. It's tightly crafted. and, And I was super impressed with the first season. Can't wait for the second. Yeah, we can't wait either. All right. Uh, Paul Perot and I are going to hang around. Paul AC is going to go off and do other things. Maybe, maybe spend a little time um, watching The Miracle Maker. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> it's free. Hey, yes. thank you so much as always. We appreciate you being here with us. Thank you so much. Bye. Absolutely. You guys can find uh, Paul AC at PluggedIn.com. It's a ministry of focus on the family. We'll be right back. All right, for all our listeners in Sioux Falls, I feel like, uh, you know, that message was pretty pointed toward you. Um, but it, it affects all of us, certainly, as well. All right, we have been talking for the better part of this year about our Kindness Always initiative, uh, actively provoking one another to love and good works. I hope you are engaged in our Kindness Always uh, initiative. If you're not, 
log on to MyFaithRadio.com. Uh, get all of the info about it. It wraps up at the end of next week, and we're going to um, do some special programming in relationship to that. Um, but today, I thought it would be fun for us to talk with John and Dave Ferguson, brothers and co-authors, co-authors about the book Bless and the Movement to Bless, Five Everyday Ways to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. So they join me next. Five daily practices to activate blessing in the world right now, right where we live in the midst of the regular rhythms of our everyday lives. That's up next here on Mornings with Carmen. This is Max Locato. Spiritual life comes from the spirit. Your parents may have given you genes, but God gives you grace. Your parents may be responsible for your body, but God has taken charge of your soul You may get your looks from your mother, but you get your eternal life from your father, your heavenly father. God is willing to give you what your family didn't. Didn't have a good dad? God will be your father. The scripture says, through God you are a son. And if you are a son, then you are certainly an heir. Didn't have a good role model? Try God. God has not left you adrift on the sea of heredity. The past does not have to be your prison. You have a say in your life. You have a choice in the path you take. Choose well. Choose God. This is Max Locato. All right, joining me now. Dave and John Ferguson. I am just going to say that and say welcome, gentlemen. Good morning, Carmen. Good morning, Carmen. Great to be with you. Good morning. It's great to have you guys. And I thought that um, it would be fun to let you introduce each other um, because there's no question that you know each other um, better than I could ever do in terms of introing you here. So um, let's do this. Dave, introduce us to John. And then, John, it'll be your turn to introduce us to Dave. Uh, Let me introduce you to John Ferguson, who is a brilliant strategic leader with a lovely wife, Lisa, and two kids who both live in New York City. Wow. How do I top that? (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think we've we've ever once in our lifetime been asked to do this. (laughs) Uh, Let me introduce you to Dave Ferguson. Dave is an outstanding uh, communicator, one of the most positive and optimistic visionary leaders I've ever been around. And uh, he's married to wonderful wife, Sue. He's got three great kids, Josh, Amy, and Caleb. And how are the two of you related to each other? We're we're brothers, and we have been our whole lives. (laughs) So this is part of what I think is so fun. And thank you for introducing each other. um, And thank you for speaking such words of blessing over one another. Um, That was a delight to hear. Uh, You guys are brothers in Christ, but you're also brothers by birth. And so this is um, this is a fun opportunity for us to see how God is at work in your hearts and in your lives and how you are blessing us with the bless book. So, Dave, um, books grow out of soil uh, to meet felt needs. Talk about the soil from which the bless book grows. Sure. This kind of grew out of the soil of kind of. Uh, I need both in my own life and I think in our church, too. Uh, uh, <clears throat> a young adult becoming a Christ follower, I was super passionate about letting other people know about the radical love of God 
and I think probably overzealous because I, you know, I would knock on doors. I would do street evangelism. Um, basically, what ended up happening is I ended up with a whole bunch of weird stares, awkward conversation, and kind of forcing my faith on people I didn't know. So then I kind of swung the other way. And I said, okay, you know what? I'm just going to live a good life and people will be able to tell. And basically people thought I was a good guy, but nobody came to know the love of God. And um, both of us kind of felt like, okay, there's got to be a better way that you can share your faith with people. I mean, if it's good news, it ought to feel like good news. So how do you do it? So um, when we think about blessing, John, I mean, we're obviously responding to Jesus's command that we be a blessing to the world around us. Um, We are commanded to love our neighbors as ourselves. This book um, scratches that itch pretty directly. Uh, You guys are talking about how to bless others uh, very practically each and every day. Um, Bless is an acronym. For those of you who are looking for the book, you're going to put a period after each letter. Um, and and let me just go ahead and say, yeah, we're giving away copies today. My my listeners are aware of this, uh, how this works. But as you're listening today, if you think, oh, I need that, that would equip me in ways that I know I really need, I really recognize and desire um, to be better at this, then you can text the word book to 877-933-2484. Um, and, and you can also just find it at bless-book.org, bless dash book dot org. So, John, let's pick up and let's um let's run through the letters of the acronym briefly, and then we'll walk back through them. Okay, I can do that real quick here. Yeah, the first uh, letter in bless is B, and that's for begin with prayer. Like you said, it's an acronym, and uh, it, it gets a little bit better after this, though. <laughs> but the B is for begin with prayer. And then the L is for listen. Listen. L is for listen. The E in bless is for eat. I think that's our favorite of these five practices is uh, the eating. And then the first S is serve, serve. And then the second S in bless is story. So it's begin with prayer, listen, eat, serve, and story. Okay. I love that. Um, Let's walk through them one by one. And guys, as we do this, you guys can just, you know, ping pong back and forth. That's fine with me. Um, And maybe there is a blessed story that helps amplify each one of these. And so it's not just you and I talking, you know, sort of, uh, I don't, we, we, let's give some narrative. Let's give some texture to it by offering some stories because you do that in the book so beautifully. Again, guys, the, the book is BLESS, um, and it's an acronym for Begin With Prayer, Listen, Eat, Serve, and Story. And so uh, let's have Dave talk about Begin With Prayer. How's that sound? Sure. And Carmen, it might be helpful for your listeners to know too. So out of that kind of those painful experiences of uh, kind of oversharing and then undersharing, we found that this is actually a process. If you do one of these practices every day, Mm. you can actually begin to share the love of God with people in a way that they want to receive it. And so we say the first one is that what you just introduced, begin with prayer. And we also went back and this is exactly how Jesus did it too. I mean, if you think about how Jesus started his earthly ministry, I mean, in Luke 6, it says he went out on a mountain and prayed. So praying, and we would encourage people, just pick eight people. Listeners right now, just pick eight people. Maybe it's the eight people who live around you in your neighborhood, or maybe you're in your apartment complex, or maybe it's the eight people who uh, work around you at your cubicle or wherever it is you happen to work. But pick eight people and just begin to pray for them. And that counts. Just start there. So um, picking eight people is great. I also love the pray for empty houses example. Um, yeah. on, um, where I live, it might also be pray for empty lots. 
Um, <laughs> I just think that there are so many very, very practical ways that we can pray. And it does stimulate my concern and my awareness when I begin actively praying um, uh, as a means of blessing other people, just recognizing that that is a part of the way that I bless. All right. So, um, John, talk about listening. Talk about the, the role of the L in blessing. Sure thing. Yeah. And I, I love that Dave brought up, you know, pick eight people, because I think it's really important that we get intentional about this. Think about the people who live around you, you come across at work or where you where you play. But then there's also an opportunity as you go, God will provide opportunities for you to put these into practice as well. That you might not even expect. So that's where I think this listen in particular can come into play. Um, you know, asking questions and then listening was, was so central to Jesus' life and teachings. And if you read through the Gospels, you know he asked way more questions than he answered. As a matter of fact, uh, one researcher I found said of the 183 different questions he asked, he answered only a handful, uh, sometimes frustrating us in that. But that's what Jesus did. He listened and asked questions. And I think it's a great model for us because really listening I mean, it can be the most kind and loving gift you can give someone to listen to their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations, their challenges, and their their struggles. Uh, just a real simple example, Carmen, of uh, more of an on-the-go uh, occurrence that happened to my wife and I just recently. We were at the local pharmacy, Walgreens, and there's a woman that uh, checks out our, our uh, groceries and, and what we're purchasing. Typically, there. her name's Gigi. And uh, on one particular day, we struck up a conversation with her, and she just off the cuff mentioned something about um, – um, about mint chocolate chip ice cream, that she loved it. And we're walking out of the store. My wife is a better listener than I am. She said, did you hear what she said? I said, like, what? No, what did she say? She likes mint chocolate chip ice cream. My wife says, you know, Grater's, which is the best ice cream on the planet, is on sale at the grocery store right now, half price. Let's go buy her a pint and bring it back. And I'm like, no, we're not going to do that. She goes, oh, no, yes, we are. <laughs> I discovered my wife says, yes, we are. We are. And so we went there, bought her a pint of, it was on sale, half price, bought her a pint, bought it back. And I mean, you could tell it just made her day. Simple way of listening and then um, blessing that lady with a, a pint of some really good ice cream. All right. That seems like a really good segue to eat. Um, and so we're going to pause right there for just a moment. We'll return to this conversation with Dave and John Ferguson, brothers and co-authors of Bless, Five Everyday Ways to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. We're giving away copies today. You can enter the drawing by texting the word book to 877-933-2484. When we come back, we're going to pick up with the E in Bless, uh, a pledge to eat with our neighbors. That's up next on Mornings with Carmen. Continuing my conversation with Dave Ferguson and John Ferguson. Um, they are both pastors. They are also both engaged in the church planting movement, New Thing. You might also recognize them from the Exponential Conference, if that is something with which you engage and has been a blessing to you. The book we're talking about today is BLESS. Think about it as an acronym with a period between each letter. Uh, BLESS, Five Everyday Ways to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. Um, Dave, let's pick up on the word eat. Um, eating is big uh, for all of us, right? And Christ is often made known in the breaking of the bread. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I'd, I'd want to point out to your listeners, too, is that you'll notice that each of these practices build on each other. So they are kind of, I think, to use a bigger word, epigenetic. So you start with the begin with prayer, and then you listen to people, and then when given the opportunity, now you eat with them. 
And what I love about these practices, too, um, besides the fact that it was obviously a part of Jesus' life, I mean, he got the reputation and even the nickname, Friend of Sinners, because he ate with people. Uh, and what I love about these is not something you have to add to your life. It's just something you integrate into your already life. Because a lot of times what we do in churches, we'll ask them, hey, come to this program, be a part of this thing. But what this does, it takes already, we most of us eat three times a day, seven days a week, so 21 times, right? And it just says, how do we involve these people that we've been praying for and listening to by inviting them either into our house or get an invitation to their house, or maybe it's out to you know, a Starbucks for a cup of coffee or out for dessert, but how do you actually eat? And in some ways, that's really how you develop friendships. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, one one listener is wondering if you guys have read Eats with Sinners by Aaron Chambers, one of our um, favorite favorite friends here. We talked with him a long time ago about that book. But anyway, Eats with Sinners, it's yeah, a really good one. I was just That's... on Aaron's podcast. He's a good guy, and oh. I, I highly recommend it. Well, there you go. All right, let's pick up with S, the word serve. How is it that I'm going to pledge to serve my neighbors um, with the BLESS initiative? Good, good question. And I, you know, like Dave said, there is kind of a flow here. You know, if you begin with prayer, you're praying for people, it increases your sensitivity. You're actually listening and then sharing meals. And we're convinced that if you will take the time to follow that flow, at this point, you will have discovered ways to serve people because through the course of conversation and listening and praying, they will have told you. And certainly, you know, Jesus couldn't have been more clear when he said about himself that he didn't come to be served, but to serve. So again, these practices are modeled after the life of Christ. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because even in, in uh, social distancing, you know, which is uh, something that's happening in a lot of places still during the pandemic, you know, we have to get creative in how we serve people. But, you know, serving could be as simple as, you know, writing a thank you note to your local grocer or first responder or maybe offering to have a meal delivered to someone you know who could use it. You know, uh, just this past month, our, our neighbor had surgery on her leg. And so my wife and I went to the store and put together a little care package. So serving in simple and practical ways, I think, is uh, just a really powerful way uh, to love and bless the people around you. And, you know, through that, hopefully, eventually, you'll get to share the love of Jesus with them. So I'm also finding, guys, that um, I'm in a position to sort of like help the helpers. So I have some young moms who I know are making meals for other families with whom, in, you know, they're in relationship with people that I'm not in relationship with. But I can give grocery store um, gift cards to the moms who I know are in turn making meals for other people because I know it's a real burden for those young families to be providing for the families that they know. So the, the way that you can engage yourself in this can be through your authentic relationships, even if the what you think of as the service is actually happening through someone else. So talk about story, um, because pledging to share my story with my neighbor, um, particularly for those of us of an evangelical heart who want to see the kingdom grow and grow and grow, this one is, um, this one, this one's essential as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, part, the place where I got it wrong early on was I led with story. Like mm -hmm. I you know, basically verbally assaulted people who had no interest in what I had to say. But what we found is when you authentically build relationships where you're praying for someone, you're listening to their story, getting to know them. You actually share meals and a dessert or coffee with them. And then you begin to serve them by loving them the way they want to be loved. That's when your story has a meaning, has a lot of meaning. In fact, what we've found is that a lot of times they'll actually ask you, you know, okay, so what's different about your life or ask you about spiritual things or ask you about prayer, or maybe even in some, in some cases, even ask if they enjoy you coming to church. So uh, while we would say, yeah, proclamation and story is important, it just doesn't necessarily have to be first. In fact, it's probably better if it's last. And, uh, but it is essential. It is essential. 
So I have another listener who's saying this sounds an awful lot like the prayer care share rhythm that Kathy Branzell talks about. Um, so I, I know that people are resonating with what you guys are saying, and I just wanted to affirm that. There is a um, there is a bless pledge that you guys can find. Um, if you're listening right now and you want to say, hey, I want to engage in this, I want to do so tangibly, go to bless-book, bless-book.org. Um, you can find the bless pledge there. That is a cool thing for you to download and a good conversational starter. It's a great place to find the book, obviously, as well. And you can text the word book to 877-933-2484 to enter the drawing for the copies we are giving away today. All right, because I have you guys here and um, I am a fan of Exponential, um, I want one of you to just talk with people about um, the Exponential Conference um, and maybe, you know, in COVID, what, what's something that we need to know? Yeah, take, take that one. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, I will. Thanks. Um, we ended up having to cancel our exponential conference in Orlando this past year, but uh, this fall we will be having our regionals. So if they want to go to exponential.org, they can. And what it's really designed, it's a, it's a church uh, planting conference, really trying to encourage all people to kind of think about how do we think in terms of movement? How do we think in terms of multiplying at every level? whether it's other uh, disciples of Jesus or whether leaders or church planters. And, um, but uh, next March, so a year from now, we'll be back in Orlando, and our theme will be Empowered, Moving with the Holy Spirit. So we're excited about that. Okay, I'm totally excited. All right, so there's going to be regional exponential events this fall. Um, there's going to be a big exponential conference again next spring in Orlando. Um, you can find it at exponential.org. Um, when we talk about church planning, uh, guys, um, either one of you can take this as well. Um, um, who plants churches? Well, at the end of the day, I think God probably does, but God works through what we found is, is churches really to plant churches. And certainly there's a lot of uh, great organizations, nonprofits, ministries, you know, across the country, and across the globe that are in, engaged in that. But at the end of the day, it's churches, planting churches. And even better, we've found is when churches come together to form networks, to collaborate together to plant churches. Uh, that's where we see what uh, Dave just talked about really is uh, exponential movement and exponential multiplication uh, in church planting. So this is um, this is just a shout out today. If you're listening, um, this is a shout out for the local church. And, um, and an acknowledgement and a recognition that you you really can't be a person who says, oh, I love the bridegroom, unless you also love the bride. And so let me encourage you, this is a really good time if you're not engaged in a local church. Um, this week is going to be a great opportunity to do that. Um, churches are in large measure reopening. Um, check out the ones in your local community. You can do so now online in really easy ways. If you haven't been to church, if you're not engaged in a local church, I'm going to really encourage you to take that first step um, and do so. This is going to be Palm Sunday. Uh, this is Holy Week. People are having all kinds of outreaches um, to people just like you, Christians who, for whatever reason, have become disengaged or people who have come to know Christ um, recently and have never been a part of the community of God's people that we call the church. So I know that Dave and John echo that um, enthusiasm for the local church as local church pastors. So let's be praying for them, Community Christian Church in Chicago, Community Christian Church. Um, and, and, and which one of you is in New York, and what's your church there? Because I don't have that in front of me. 
Uh, actually, uh, we're both in Chicagoland. Uh, oh, Dave's okay, uh, living in the suburbs in Naperville, and I'm on the north side of Chicago. He mentioned earlier that my, my two kids live in New York City. Oh, there you go. All right. Naperville. Something's going on in Naperville. You're like my third person from Naperville uh, in, in not a very long period of time. All right. God's up to something there. All right. Hey, guys, thank you so much. What a joy. The book is Bless. You can find it at bless-book.org. That is uh, Dave Ferguson and John Ferguson. Thanks so much, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Carmen. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Real joy. You guys can also find them at exponential.org. We'll be right back. All right. I love it when listeners are ahead of me on something. So um, Virginia points out, hey, this book has appendices and you didn't talk about them. Yes, it does. It has appendices and they are great. But with two guests on, you know, it's hard for me to till all the soil that's available to be tilled. All right. Love you. Have a great weekend. Get engaged in a local church this weekend. It is Palm Sunday. Give God his due. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast of Mornings with Carmen LaBurge from Faith Radio. If you haven't, you can subscribe to automatically receive the podcast through iTunes or the Google Play Music app. That way you never miss an episode. It's also available anytime at MyFaithRadio.com.